Good morning. Another Tuesday is here. Happy, happy Tuesday. Oh my gosh. Hi, Hi Good morning. Good morning. I'm so excited. How about you? I'm excited to talk about disappointment. <laughs> well, <laughs> and the fact that we're going to talk about how to keep going when things just don't go right, which <laughs> is every day. You want to go over all of your all of your ins and outs, your housekeeping rules real quick, and then we'll get started? Yeah, of course. Uh, good morning, everyone. We're so excited for y'all to be here. Um, if you are joining us on Facebook from StreamYard, if you can click the link and allow StreamYard access so we can see who we're talking to. Good morning, Jamie. Oh, we're so excited to be here today because although we're focusing on a lot of sad, bad, depressing things in true Justin Athena fashion, we're going to turn it around and make it fun and exciting. So That's let's right. jump in. Yeah, so we're talking about disappointment today and how to move forward because I think that it's inevitable that in this unpredictable market, we're facing disappointment. We're facing disappointment in our personal lives. We're facing disappointment with our clients and in our business. Um, I think that anytime you're an entrepreneur, anytime you run a business, you're going to face disappointment because to be an entrepreneur, you're a visionary. And anytime that visionary, that vision gets skewed, it automatically like just breaks your heart in half sometimes. Um, so there's lots of different types of disappointment, right? It comes in all kinds of different shapes and sizes. And when <laughs> we were talking about this earlier and I was like, mm, just that it comes in the shape of a circle. I said it comes in the shape of a triangle because you get all the way to the top and then all of a sudden you have something pokey in your ass and <laughs> you fall. <laughs> and, and I think too, you know, a lot of this. And a lot of this today, you know, isn't, you know, it's not always just disappointment or, you know, disappointment in yourself or people or anything around you. You know, some of it is not stuff that you can control. So there's no reason to be disappointed, but there is stuff that's going to, you know, go wrong every day. That's, that's going to happen. That's going to be bad. And, you know, like what can we do to get over it and get through it? Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, disappointment is the number one confidence breaker. You're going good. You've got your day going. You've gone over your schedule. You've done your exercises. And then the phone rings and your client's offer didn't get accepted. And you're like, well, fuck. Now I had this whole day planned and everything was going to be perfect. And now it's not. What do I do? Or your kid's school calls. <laughs> you go. Yeah. Oh, I've got $2 million showings today. And then my kid thinks it's cool to get caught in the bathroom having a fight or that didn't really happen. I have good kids. But <laughs> <laughs> if this was like three years ago, that probably would have happened. But yeah. And then what do you do? Your whole day is skewed. Yeah. So um, we're just talking today about how to make it past that, how to grow from it um, and how to just stay on track. So um, I think that there's three main types, three 
main types of disappointment. There's, there's all kinds. Um, but we've kind of grouped it together. Do you want to start with like some of the disappointment, like the main disappointments, like little tiny things that have gone wrong or that can go wrong? Yeah. And I mean, I think that, you know, there's a lot, I don't know what your three items, you know, or categories or what, um, that is, but I'm thinking, you know, there's a lot of things that are just out of our control. Like a lot of natural disasters. You know, we have mentioned it previously on an episode that our area got hit really bad with a hurricane uh, in 2018, Florence. And, you know, a lot of our town flooded or had water damage and we lost a lot of homes. And for a hot minute, it really affected the real estate market as well as our personal lives. Um, you know, our kids were out of school for months. Um, there was, you know, it was just one of those domino effects and it happened and it affected a lot of things. And in that time, if we all just sat around and curled up in a ball crying, then that's the only thing that would be happening in our world. Right. And you really can't just focus on that. You know, what a lot of us really focused on and how we got through it was our community really came together and just shined brighter than ever. Um, and, you know, anytime that stuff like that happens, you know, like when 9-11 happened, I think that the world came together in, in, a, in a place, in a way that had never happened before. Um, so if you can just, you know, find that tiny little light from inside yourself and outside of the world, it can really change the outcome of your life. Um, you know, if you only focus on the negativity and the bad stuff, that's all you're going to see. Yeah. I think the world could use a silver lining right now. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think, that, you know, that that's, that's all the time and always. And, um, you know, with the natural disasters and stuff is a lot of other stuff that you just can't control, you know, like, in our business, you know, where we're like, we're the master, we're the, you know, the, the big piece of the puzzle. And a lot of us, you know, are the sole providers of your family or, um, you know, being commission-based and stuff. It's a lot of weight on your shoulders, right? Because you can't always control it. And what happens if you were to get sick or somebody in your family was, and you were going to have to take care of them? Now, not everybody is on a team or a traditional team or an informal team where they have people that can just jump in and help. And even if you can, your income is going to take a hit. I don't care who's there to help you. Sure. People are going to help to an extent, but yes. we all have our own businesses too. I mean, you have to be prepared for that. Yeah. And that's, that's really hard, you know, because a lot of people in real estate are not running their business like a business. Right. Morning, Jen. Um, I have, so basically a, my three types of disappointment are probably going to be where year six get put into place. I think I, I don't have, have six. You said three and three. So I said six. You said, oh. <laughs> you were holding up six figures. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just well, teasing first you. <laughs> general dis, I don't know how to math, obviously. Um, my first general idea though, it's a rival fallacy. And I didn't come up with that word because it's too smart for me. That is fancy. <laughs> that is fancy. It, was, it came from a little Google search. Um, <laughs> I knew what the type of disappointment was, but I couldn't find the name for it. So I went to Google. Um, but basically what that is, is that you're, you know, when we're entrepreneurs and I'm going to use that word a lot today. Um, but when it's no surprise, like we have goals, we set our goals. And like Jess was just saying, if you're running your business like a business, 
you know what it takes to get to those goals. We've talked about chunking it down. You know how many houses you need to sell to make this income and that leads to how many calls you have to make and the contacts and it all is this big triple domino effect, right? So with that being said, I think that we face a lot of disappointment when we get so lost in the what to do's and the tasks, the things that we have to do every single day that we lose the sight of why we do it. Mm -hmm. And it's just this inside disappointment of, especially in this market right now, it is so easy to take a step back and be like, why the hell am I doing this every day? Yep. I asked myself that literally last week. Um, Why am I doing this every day? Um, And I took this past weekend and I basically shut my phone off to anything that didn't bring me joy. So (laughs) Jess was the only person who could text me this weekend. (laughs) Um, But I did, and I did a lot of self-reflection of why am I doing this? And I went back to what my mission statement was. And my mission statement in real estate, and I could probably elegantly put this differently, but I do what I do to provide my family the life that they deserve. At the end of the day, when I have to look at real estate and why I wake up and put up with the bullshit that goes along with this career, it's because I want to provide my family with the life that they deserve. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, when you get lost in the grind and you get lost in the hustle and bustle of everything, you're putting documents into compliance, you know, sending that stuff in, you're calling your buyer clients to let them know that their 910,000, 7,000, 4,000 offer got (laughs) overbid. (laughs) Again, even though they put in their best and even though you presented it the best that you can, that stuff's disappointing and you face disappointment every single day. But I promise you that if you keep your mission statement in front of you, Mm -hmm. if you print it out and put it on your vision board or save it to the background of your phone, like go into Canva and make it nice and pretty. You can remember when those sad, menial tasks that you don't love and that bring you disappointment, you can move forward with them by remembering your why. And I think too, that it's important. Like, I think it's important to have like a big why. And then I think it's important to have little goals that will really help you hustle um, and a good way that we do this, Athena and I and our, our team in, in North Carolina and um, a lot of other people do is we actually, you know, we do our vision boards and, you know, this stuff really honestly helps create this little stuff because you can have a big goal like Athena's, you know, helping her family and stuff. And I mean, we all do. And even if you are real honest and, you know, you got into real estate to make good money. Okay. There is no reason to, you know, always just say, you know, I love helping people. We do. We all love helping people and stuff too, but we all want to make money. Right. So that's a, that's a lot of people's goals. Right. But if you break that down into little stuff and be like, I want to make money so that I can take my kids to Disney. I want to make money so that, you know, I can buy an RV camper and our family can travel around and and spend time together. Whatever those little things are, if you put them out into the world and you have them on here so that you see them and you're like, you know what? I don't care about that asshole that, 
you know, did that or whatever. I, I'm getting paid and this is going to happen and, and I'm going to do it for my family and myself and my community, whatever else it is out there. Having those goals and the visions of the real whys broken down and in your face hole all the time to see it, it'll make a difference every day yeah. because that way you can keep the shit out of it. That's right. And you guys are going to see a running, um, shit, what's the word I'm looking for? You guys are going to hear us say this at least three times today. Systems. Systems. When yeah. things don't go right and you start to get disappointed, when your system is in place and you know where to go to get, to pick up where you left off, when you get disappointed, when somebody mm -hmm. comes to you and Say you run a team. Jess gave this example earlier when we were talking about this. You run a team and on Wednesday you come into work and your transaction coordinator is nowhere to be found. Yep. Well, she had a mental breakdown and she is out <laughs> in like Mexico drinking pina coladas and, and not coming back. <laughs> feeling good. She's not coming back. If you don't have a system in place, to pick up exactly where you got thrown off course, you mm -hmm. will have to recreate your entire, your entire business. Yep. Don't let that happen. Run your business like a business, have the systems in place and you can pick up somebody else. We hear this all the time. Everybody's replaceable. And that's the damn truth. Yeah. Make your systems so perfect or follow our systems that are so perfect that you can literally put a five-year-old. That's not true. I've been a transaction coordinator. Um, <laughs> make it so that someone else can step right in and pick up and go. So having an SOP, which would be a standard operating procedure in place for everything in your business will really help you in the long run. But something that's like, you know, like a little bit beyond that and stuff is maybe you need a personal SOP. And you don't have to have a team to have a, an operating procedure. Yeah. You, sh you should have it whether you have a team or not. Yeah. And for every little part of your business, social media, uh, buyers, listings, you know, whatever, every single little part of your business, somebody should be able to come in, pick it up and, and take over and help you away. Or you can take that part back. But even going beyond that, I know that probably the majority of people have an entire list of things that make them happy, right? So why not have an SOP of stuff that makes you happy? When shit hits the fan and life is in turmoil and you're depressed and you're sad, what is that list of items that makes you happy? What if you just grab that out and you're like, okay, I'm going to pick one thing. This is what I'm going to do. Well, that's the same as... You know, if you get to the fifth, a lot of people call this the 15th protocol. If you get to the 15th day of the month and you haven't made your goals, you go into this list of lead generation ideas of how to make that goal. Right. And that's very similar. Have, if you're having a bad day and you need to turn that shit around, go in and look at this list like Jess is talking about. And that list could have things like care calls to clients. Um, call and ask them if you've sold a home to an elderly couple that may be retired here, call and ask them, Hey, is there anything I can do for you guys this week? I'm, you know, I'm getting ready to put in a grocery order. I can put one in for you. Um, there's tons of things you can do. Email a teacher, one of your kids, teachers and be like, Hey, do you need help in the classroom? Like, what can I do to offer my services? You know, 
Um, there's tons of things that you can do just to make your heart happy. Yeah. And, and you make can, a difference. And you can even, you know, add things to your list that are like, um, go have lunch with your friends and have margaritas. Put it yeah. on your list. It makes you happy. It makes your heart whole. Do it. Yeah. You got to do it. If you don't do more of the stuff that makes you happy, then you are going to be focusing on all the shitty stuff because that's your life. That's what you're bringing in. That's all you see. That's all that's going to happen. You have to make more time for the fun stuff. If right. you are like me and music makes you happy and you want to turn off the music and jam out, you know, if you need to go drive around and just play your top 100 playlist, then freaking do it. If you That's need right. to blast it at the office and have a dance party, then do it. And if other people look at you like you're weird, they're the weird ones. They're the weird ones. If And if people don't join into your dance party, you should probably find a different friend. And, and that's another thing that needs to be, this is, that's something that's huge and pivotable. I think I just made that word up to make it pivotable though. I don't think that's the word. I think it's pivotal with no B in the middle, <laughs> but having a squad, a group, your tribe of people, wherever they are, they can be all around the world. But to have that group that you're like, 911, we need to get together. Like how often, it, it's been a little bit, but you know, our group of friends and stuff, when, when COVID and stuff happened and we missed each other and we couldn't see each other, we jumped on freaking Zoom and we got together and we had wine together and hung out and talked and vented and and just had each other. And it, it made a huge difference. And I also, like, in the middle of the Zoom call, I also, like, went on Facebook and found a picture. No, I didn't. I went on the MLS. And I found a picture of Jess's house. And I made that the background of my Zoom. Your Zoom. So it looked like I was literally, like, at Jess's house, even though I was <laughs> at my own house. And it was really funny. It was at my old house, too, though, wasn't it? <laughs> Maybe you had to be there. <laughs> oh, um, Jen says, thanks for making her cry now. <laughs> okay, well, then we'll change We're the subject, Jen. Jen. all the time whenever you need to talk to us. Um, and, that, and we really want to be you guys as friends. We're here for you. You know, we're closer to some of you than to others, but we really are here. If yeah. you need, if something is causing a fire in your life and you just need someone to vent to or talk to, just send us a Facebook message and be like, hey, do you got 10 minutes? Let's just hop on a Zoom call so we can see each other face to face. Heck, yeah. yes, we will do it. We yeah. we are on FaceTime or Zoom all day long <laughs> with someone. That's true. Um, and if you're not friends with us on Facebook, like I'm accepting why not? New friends. I'm accepting new friends all the time. Wait, why are why would we not be friends? I think there's some people I'm not friends with. Well, they better be. Tell them to get on here. Oh, so speaking of Zoom really quick, I just got to jump in here because um, your last name says Kapahoho. I know. It was like that last week, too. I know, but not on. Was it on um, StreamYard? Yeah, it was. I didn't change it. I love it. Oh, my Nobody gosh. can get it right, so I might as well go with it. It's true. They just pretty um, much give up after Cap. What about when other people disappoint you? Because you can't control that. So is life. Or can you? You can control it, actually. Um, so in real estate, 
we have to keep this entire transaction together. Like we are the hub of the transaction. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the seven, what's that when you, the seven circles of Kevin Bacon, right? <laughs> Everything comes back to Kevin Bacon, who I don't know who he is. What? Yes, you do. Footloose. No, I don't. Footloose. There's no way you don't know who Kevin Bacon is. I've never watched Footloose. Okay, well, and that's the end of our podcast. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> but seriously, okay. So everything comes back to you as the agent because you're your client's main point of contact. And it's um, seven degrees of separation is what you're referring to. There we go. There we go. Um, but you have a lender who is working on the financial aspect of the transaction. You have the attorney who's working on, or the title company, depending on your state, who's working on the legal portion of your transaction. You have an insurance agent who's trying to keep your clients happy and keep their payment down and give them what they need. You have a co-broke who you don't have a lot of control over. Right. But or you your clients, control. let's be real, we can't control that. <laughs> That's true too. But setting your expectations up front is the number one way to not get wrapped up in getting disappointed with other people. If yeah. you are working with a lender or you're working with an attorney, there's no reason that you can't have a conversation up front. And in fact, those people will appreciate you because just like you choose who you work with, they can too. They're entrepreneurs just the same. They're running a business too. But make sure that your visions align. Make sure that your values align. Make sure that they know how you work and how you want your clients treated and that they feel the same way. Um, and by doing that, you automatically take out this little piece of disappointment of people who don't work to your standard. There's nothing worse than putting your all into a transaction and having someone on the other side that's like, eh, well, I mean, it's just another transaction. And you're like, no, this is my life. This is how I, this is how we do. People are going to disappoint you. Everybody disappoints you. Your, your family's going to disappoint you. I mean, everybody is never going to be perfect and they're never going to know exactly what you want, what you need. And they're, they all have their different reasons for doing everything but you can't control others. And the minute that you start to realize that, and you might need that, learn that over and over and over every day. But the minute that you start realizing like that's them, that's on them. What I'm going to do with that is what's going to make me happy. Okay. So when you overcome that and know that you can't control them, you just do what's going to make you happy, pull out your happy list and move on. That's Put right. your big girl pants on your britches. And you never know, like you <laughs> might be the change in somebody. You might have like this Maybe. transaction with a cobra who is brand new. Let's go that way. I didn't know how to go with that. You might have a transaction with a cobra who is brand new. It's a brand new listing agent and their best friend wanted them to list their house. And they have dropped the ball 7,000 times. Be the better person and just offer to help. Come from a place of care and a place of value instead of a place of judgment because we've all been brand new. We all had a first transaction. I still remember mine. I barely got paid because I was like ready to give it away at the table just to make it happen because I didn't know what else to do. 
And, you know, let's be real too. It's, it's way easier and way quicker to just tell somebody to F off than it is to actually turn it around and find out how you can help that person. Maybe that person needs help or, you know, kill them with kindness. Yeah. And I think one of the important things when you're feeling disappointed in somebody else is to get perspective from an outside point of view. Now there's a difference between getting perspective and just all out bitching. Right. Like don't go to somebody with the intention that they're going to back you up hundred percent. Find somebody who can be a sounding board for you, who will really say like, Athena, your head is stuck in your ass right now. Pull it out. And remember you were new once too. Yes. And I think we're really good about like, before we make a big decision or something, we go to each other and we have the other person iron it out and you know, um, talk us down a little bit and think about it. And, you know, is this really what you want to do? Is that really what you want to say? Are you sure? And, you know, just have that sounding board, like Athena said, really makes a difference because we're quick to (laughs) go. It's so easy right now in this market to be so reactive. You have to be. Things that, you know, you used to be able to wait and see how they kind of planned out or... Mm -hmm. You can't do that anymore. Your clients have to be reactive. You have to be reactive, but you also have to be conscious of how you're reacting. And to have the full story because, you know, a lot of times we don't know what's going on on the other side. We don't know why that agent's being shitty. We don't know why the seller's being difficult. We don't know what's what's going on with our client. But taking the time to take it all in, talk it out, see what needs to be done can really make a big difference. It might add an extra, you know, couple of days or 10 minutes onto a conversation, whatever that may look like, but taking that time to investigate and see what the bigger picture is could really make a big difference at the end of the day. And you basically have two options. If that doesn't work, if all of this doesn't work, you have two options. Pension. You can not, you have one option. You can just go have drinks or something. You know, a lot of people don't drink. We are not telling everybody to become alcoholics. I do not want to be responsible for that. (laughs) We do talk about drinking a lot. It is a problem. We do. I actually had two really good ideas and they totally skipped my mind because I was (laughs) waiting my turn to talk like a good person does. (laughs) But when they come back to me, I will tell you because they really were really good. So something else that will keep you, you know, happy and positive and motivated and just keep you going when things aren't going right is to connect to some sort of motivational output, right? So you can listen to motivational speakers like Tony Robbins, um, uh, Brene Brown, Brene Brown, uh, Marie Forleo. Yeah, I mean, Bessie and Athena Kapahoho. You can read, you can listen, you can send us messages. We love you all. Um, But, you know, really just finding something that, you know, you really connect with, motivates you. Um, Read the Bible if that's your thing. You know, whatever it is that you can connect with, you know, maybe, you know, daily or weekly or something, find that motivational connection that just gives you that extra boost. I love motivational connections. content on my stories. I post a lot of motivational, just little like two words or so in my Facebook stories almost every day. Um, It makes me happy. It's like kick ass today or, you know, just something. I just feel like I need it and I do it for myself and for others, but I get lots of compliments on them in my (laughs) messages. Well, you never know when those little words are going to make a difference to somebody. And they hit everybody different too, but just seeing it, you know, like 
you know, that kick-ass one, you know, like to me, I'm like, that's it. I'm going to go slay the day. But somebody else might be like, yeah, I'm going to get through this illness today. I'm going to, you know, it's going to pick me up or, you know, everybody sees it differently. And that's what's cool. Yeah. Um, so we talked about disappointment in other people. We talked about disappointment in the everyday life. Mm -hmm. What about the disappointment? I call this the wedding day blues. Anybody who's been married knows exactly what I'm talking about. You have this big day planned. You go, you get your hair done, you get your makeup done, you have all your photos done, you have your big fancy feast, you have your champagne toast, you have your beautiful cake, and then you go home or to a hotel, wherever you go. And the next day you wake up and you're like, what the fuck just happened? Where's my life? So let's put that into real estate terms. You put all of your time and you realize, oh shit, I have seven houses under contract right now. And I'm going to close all seven in the next 30 days. You kind of forget to get into your systems. You kind of forget yep. because you're so in what's happening. Your life is revolving around these seven transactions. Treading well, water. They, they all close the same week. And you've got nothing on the table. Mm-hmm. And you're like, great. I just did something great. And I closed seven transactions in one month. But now I have nothing on the table and now I'm a big failure and you're disappointed in yourself. You're left wondering like what's next or in other words, like say you have a big project, like you're planning a big client appreciation event and it's a big Christmas party. Um, After that's over and you're like, oh, I put so much time and effort into this. I forgot everything else that's going on. And then you're left disappointed. Like, okay, now I have to do this all over again for Easter. And that's just something that we as real estate agents, unless you're working a system and keeping things constantly going, you're going to face. And it's hard. It is. And it's hard to get off of it. Um, Even when you have systems in place, it's still going to happen. That's the reality. Yeah. Um, But I guess my biggest piece of advice for that is to just always keep a big vision. Always keep your next creative move. Always know what's going to happen next and just keep your systems the best that you can. Work them, work your leads, work your database. Make sure that even though you have all of this going on, that you're still remembering the little day-to-day stuff that's going to keep your business going. And if you can't, it's a good indicator that you're probably ready to hire some help. And that's growth. And growth comes from these challenges and the disappointments and things getting hard creates that growth for you to take that time and maybe bring somebody into your team, you know, part-time or, you know, they could be commission-based or, you know, an ISA, you know, anything, but whatever that looks like for your business is growth. It takes you to the next level of your life, which doesn't always have to be, you know, creating a team or whatnot. But, you know, I mean, maybe working on your exit plan to exit real estate. That's growth. Or maybe it's creating a new program, a new coaching program, or maybe it is creating a new system. I mean, there are tons of people who have different streams of income that aren't sales. Correct. Yeah. So maybe like Jess said, it's time to start looking at some of those. And so that you can work on your plan to go join your transaction coordinator, drinking those pina coladas, right? If she wants you. <laughs> she, she probably left for probably a reason. Not. 
You might want to go to a different island. (laughs) So, you know, I think that, you know, our big takeaway today is how to keep going when things get really shitty is to do more of the stuff that makes you happy, to have your goals in front of you, to look at them all the time, to focus on the smaller things to the big picture. Just do happy. Be happy. If you're not happy, find the shit that makes you happy. Do it and you're going to be happy. That's how it works. And spend spend the time that you deserve to self-reflect. If you're not going back and self-reflecting on what's going on, you're going to get lost. Yeah. And being lost in the sauce is not the place to be right now. There's way too much money. There's way too much opportunity to leave on the table to be lost in your own mind. And find the people to connect with that make you happy, that will help, you know, encourage your business, help you grow to be a better person and brings you that happiness and that joy. Like us, we're here for you. That's really all I got today. That's it, friends. Today's going to be a little bit shorter, but we really want to end it on a happy note. So if we're not friends, which is crazy, let's be friends. Let's hang out and bring a little joy into your life. Jam that music loud. So we're going to go listen to probably Kesha. Does that sound good? Kesha? Yep. And see if we can talk the Mexican place into delivering tequila. Bingo. All right, friends. We will see you next Tuesday. See you next week. Bye.